Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about Minute 6, which starts with Isildur kind of in the, the panic of battle being waylaid by orcs and ends with Gollum saying, my precious. For the first time. Yeah. I guess it's before he's Gollum. No, I, I, I think the, the point of that shot, um, because right before that is the hand reaching down into the water to grab the ring. Right. So the point of that shot is that we go from before he was Gollum to the like purpley, blue, wretched hand of him being Gollum. Well, it's still kind of humanoid, though. It's not like well, I mean, weird yeah. spindly fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the beginning of the end for him. Yes. Of course, it, it's not his hand that takes the ring out of the water in the mm-hmm. first place. It's his buddy. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, Daigle. His, I think it's his brother or his friend. I can't remember. I think it's his cousin. Cousin? Cousin sounds right. It's like their grandmother's birthday or something. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just read that bit in Fellowship. Oh, where, really? Where Gandalf's expositioning. Oh, he's telling the story of how Gollum yeah, became yeah, yeah. Gollum. Yeah. So, uh, what else is there to talk about in this minute? Um, well, we, we see the act of the ring betraying someone for the first time in that it just slips off Isildur's finger in the water mm. and lets him die. I think it's interesting because we talked about this last week, but this, this, this is like one of the first scenes that was cut, right? Yeah, this is the first deleted scene in the extended edition, yeah. which is interesting that they decided to cut this, but they talk about it a little bit in the director and production commentary that it was cut because they felt like setting up Sauron and setting up the power of the ring only to show that someone else wearing the ring becomes invisible so quickly they felt was a little confusing to like a theatrical audience. Um, Because if you're someone coming into Lord of the Rings blind, you don't know that people wearing the ring are invisible. Yeah, I guess so. And the first thing you see is some dude wearing the ring with, like, unlimited power, throwing people around the battlefield. (laughs) So, like, I kind of get where they're coming from there. Um, But it's... Personally, I feel like putting that in the prologue sets it up for later when you see Frodo put on the ring for the first time or Or Bilbo put on the ring for the first time. Like, it sets it up for down the line so that it's not just, like... Because no matter where it is, an audience that has no idea is just going to be like, wait, why? Yeah, especially because at, at, like... This at least sets it up that it's something from even right after the ring was taken. Right. And I know this is... Oh, we keep getting ahead of ourselves. But, like, when Bilbo puts the ring on... Like, yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of cool that you as the audience, if you have no idea what's going to happen, are kind of in with the rest of the hobbits. They're just yeah. like, what? I mean, there's there's something to be said for that for sure. Yeah, like the it's the big kind of meta. Yeah. the gasp yeah. with all the hobbits at the party. Um, but I just think it's funny because they're just like, no, this is too confusing. Really, you you got like elves and like <laughs> right? a volcano and <laughs> a magical fire mound. No, ah, no, it's a new week. It's a new it's day. True. It's true. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> but like, it's kind of pandering. It's kind of like yeah. patronizing. Like <laughs> they won't understand. You can't handle like this magic ring that's clearly magical having more than one magical power. Right. I don't know. Like, because who's to say Sauron couldn't turn invisible if he wanted right. to? Right. 
He had control of the ring. Yeah. He made the ring. He made the ring, so the ring's his, like, bitch. I mean. Right. <laughs> but, like, the ring... Because the ring is him. The ring, because it's a magical object, if it's literally anybody else, the ring makes you its bitch. Yeah. Because the ring is Sauron. They're yeah. one and the same. Yeah. Like... So... Sauron is an ever-present threat because Sauron is the ring. And, like, that that's a disconnect that a lot of people have with the story in general is that, oh, Sauron is a is an impassive villain far away, but he's not. He's in every step of the story because Sauron is the ring. So what you're telling me is that Sauron is like Dark Jesus. He's in every... <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> he moves through all and is in all. <laughs> yes. So what's the other part of that trinity? <laughs> what? Like the trinity. <laughs> oh. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. Well, as far as we know, Sauron doesn't have a son. It's Monday. He's got like orcs, I guess. Balrogs. Yes. Um. <laughs> I guess the ring is his baby. I guess. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm going straight um, to hell. What else is there to talk about? This not a whole lot. Um, I really like the theme in the height of battle here. It's, oh, when it, um, it's very good when, when Isildur first rips the ring off yeah. and stuff. The theme's really good. I really like the music. It's a little bombastic, but it's not overwhelming. Yeah, and then it kind of slowly fades into the ring's theme, and it like, it comes together really well. I really, yeah. I really like it. Um. And overall, the sound effects are really good. I really like the sound effect for those arrows hitting Isildur in the back. It's very uh, visceral. Yeah, because you really hear like metal shredding yeah. when the arrow punctures his plate. Uh, it's a really good sound effect. It's very effective. Mm. Um, and then you see his body float away. I think it's interesting that they talk about in one of the commentaries how the the shot of Gollum like fra- like picking up the ring and then like. I guess that's more into the next minute, so I'll save that, actually. I'll save that for tomorrow. Um, But we were uh, listening to these commentaries, and we talked about um, Jens Hansen, the the, the guy that, the jeweler that designed the ring. And I had no idea of this, but they talk about how he um, contracted cancer during film production and he passed away in the middle of production yeah so it's really sad how he poured his his heart and soul into this ring but like i think that's so sad because he had he really had no idea yeah the scope of it and then he had no way of realizing how much of a a big deal yeah he really had a it's really a shame that he had no idea how much of an impact his design of that ring made yeah because like I mean, it's become like a nerd wedding thing. Oh, yeah. Which Dude, I, I find very strange given what the run ring is. No, I know. But. I, because I, you know those bookmarks they had? Yeah. With the little ring attached to it? Yeah. I had at least like five of them. I had one of those at some point. I don't know what happened to it. I like wore it on a little necklace like Frodo. <laughs> but like. What? But like all of the, uh, virtually all of the Lord of the Rings merchandise has the ring as part of it in some right. way. I mean, it's the Lord of the Rings. Right. But I mean, like Lord of the Rings, risk comes with like a very heavy metal ring mm-hmm. that you like a use, token? that you use as like the tracker for bonus armies. Oh, cool! And like, um, there's a bunch of like a lot of board games come with like an actual metal ring, mm-hmm. and like the bookmarks that have the ring on them, mm-hmm. necklaces, um, 
pocket watches that look like the ring I've seen. Oh, that's neat. Um, that have like the that are ringed around the edge, and then they have the text on the outside of the pocket mm-hmm. watch. I've seen I've seen stuff like that. Um, it's just amazing, and like he has he never got to see how big yeah. his design got because like. We talked about this last week, but the ring really is its own character. Yeah. And it's crazy how, like, you see it. You just see it. Like, you see, like, an image of the ring and you know exactly what that is. You know yeah. exactly what it's from. You know, like, everything about it. Yeah. Um, And it's really incredible that he managed to, like, just design such a... It's so simple, too. Yeah. It's, it's such it's a simple design. Yeah. I mean, that's the point. Yeah. Um, because the ring, in uh, many ways, um, comes from. Oh, um, what is it? Who is it? Um, it's, it's one of Socrates, Plato, Aristotle. I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a a thought experiment in philosophy called the Ring of. I can't remember what it's called. But the idea is like, do ethics really hold weight? And the it idea sounds like Plato. It might be Plato. And the idea is that if you had a magical ring that could turn you invisible, would you really stay beholden to society's that laws? That definitely sounds like Plato. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it, in many, there's a lot of parallels between that idea and mm-hmm. like the ring itself, more than just a magic ring that makes you invisible. Mm. Interesting. Um, and I mean, Tolkien was a professor of English literature, right? So he probably also studied philosophy and and all this other stuff too in history. Especially since you know, he wrote a history to explain a language. Right. So there's no way he wasn't aware of this, like, thought experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, so it almost certainly influenced the creation of the ring. But he's never, like, in all the interviews he gave. Right. He's never talked about right. that. Because um, he also hated allegory. Yeah. As he, he makes hates- very clear in the foreword of his book. Which is interesting because I think Plato is all about allegory. Yeah. So. Uh, the, my, my favorite line from the foreword for Lord of the Rings is in allegorical meaning in the intention of the author, there is none. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's something like that. He, he goes out of his way to be like, this doesn't mean anything. It's just a story. I think it's funny that he, because he was a professor and like in, of literature in my, cause I'm an English, I was an English major in my college experience. Literally everything is about symbolism. Right. And if it's not, you make it up. Right. (laughs) But like, how fair is that really? Like to think that literally everything in a work is written with the express purpose of being a symbol. There's like a whole school of thought of like English literature that's like talks about. But like so much of it just seems like nonsense. It's like, no, sometimes a sword is just a sword. Sometimes a sword is a penis. Right. And sometimes (laughs) a sword is a penis or a cross or any other thing. Uh, but I think that that's pretty much all to talk about oh, in this oh, minute. Oh, we had a... Oh, I have an error correction yeah, from, from the last very episode. Fa- <laughs> uh, the, the first error. I'm sure it'll be the first of many, uh, as I am a fallible man. Um, but when talking about uh, Meyer and Valor and stuff uh, during the previous minute last week, uh, I referred to the creator deity incorrectly. His name is Iluvatar, not uh, Alway. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that someone out there it's like uh, angrily is, writing us is an angrily email. writing writing us an like, email. How dare you <laughs> about getting it wrong? Hubris. Um, <laughs> uh, I realized almost immediately after we finished recording, yeah, I was like, "That wasn't right." We shut the mic off, and he was like, "Oh man, no." <laughs> and I'm sure I, I'll make more errors, uh, and I'm totally open to being corrected. It's fine. 
Really? Yes. Interesting. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think that's it for, for this minute, really. Um, wait, okay. So I I wrote down a note here. So in, in this, the, this prologue, she... Gladriel says it's been two and a half thousand years. Yes, since, since Isildur, Isildur died. died. Yeah, and Gollum finds the ring. Yes, and then, and then two we know two and a half thousand years. Right, that's like that's like before Jesus to now. Yes, and then we know. And then Gollum had it for like thousands of years, didn't he? No, uh, I think Gollum had it for like five hundred, a little over five hundred years. Um, like so okay or maybe maybe even a thousand yeah um because there's a timeline because the third age begins with the end of uh the war with sauron Mm. whatever year it is by gondor's reckoning Mm. is how long and then minus two and a half thousand is how long Gollum had the ring hmm i need to I need to poke it. And by, by Shire Reckoning, it's only the year 1400 and something. Yeah, because hobbits don't know how to tell time. <laughs> well, no, because the Shires only existed no, for that long. Um, hobbits tell time by their stomach. Yes. It's like, oh, hungry. Uh, breakfast. It's two o'clock. Second breakfast. <laughs> Lunch. Elevensies. Well, we will. Dinner, supper. We, well, we get to talk about um, hobbits soon. Yes. Finally. Very soon. In context. Very soon. In in two minutes, in fact, we get to start talking oh, about Oh, speaking hobbits. of two minutes. Okay, so in, in one of the commentaries, I think it's the Peter Jackson one, he talks about how New Lion was like, you must have a prologue. Oh, yeah. And it's supposed to be two minutes long. Can you imagine? Two minutes long. Uh, you have to talk like 2,000 miles an right? hour to like get through all of this in two minutes. Two minutes long. That's like... Oh, and... And in a previous version of the prologue that they wrote, they like literally used the proper nouns for everything. Yeah, which they is like, insane. They named Narsal. They named the spear of the guy we see stabbing that dude in the, the elf we see stabbing a guy with a spear. It's, they uh, named that guy Gilgalad. Yeah, Gilgalad. Um, and like they named, they probably named Elrond's sword because Elrond's sword has a name. Everything has a name. Right. All these places, they probably like named. Uh, Mount Doom and like its elven name in the prologue even uh, which I can't remember off the top of my head it's Amon something because Amon is mountain it's not Sur that's the um, Amon Duil I think is the ring of mountains around Mordor but I don't remember hmm. there's all kinds of stuff and two like, minutes two minutes two minutes no way that's insane Apparently, and Peter Jackson said it was like the only fight they really had with New Line at was the about very the end of production. We we've like, we've been left alone for four years. We're with you till the end of the line, but you need to make a prologue that's two, two minutes, minutes long. long. And Peter Jackson's was like, like, "I will fight you." <laughs> Peter Jackson's like, "No, <laughs> no." Oh my god, I could not believe that. That's insane. Uh, in a, in a couple of minutes, we're going to see the beginning of the uh, the, original the original prologue, prologue which I guess is. Maybe no, it's not even two minutes. It's like five. Concerning hobbits. Uh yeah, but it's, <laughs> but we see the beginning of it in at the end of uh, two minutes from now. Yeah, we'll see the beginning of it. Two minutes. Yeah. Uh, insane. Okay. Anyway, so um, we are on duelinggenre.com. Uh, email us at contact at lord of the rings minute dot com. 
Um, uh, we're on Twitter at LOTR Minute, Tumblr, lotrminute.tumblr.com. Um, check us out on Facebook. Uh, please, if you can spare a few minutes, uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That's the nicest and coolest and most awesomest thing you can do for a podcast that's makes, just starting out. Makes you a cool person. Yeah. Be cool. You'll be on our cool person list. Um, and if you uh, like what you hear, uh, we're on Patreon, duelinggenre.com slash support, as well as all our other Dueling Genre productions. Um, such as The Doctor's Companion, which I co-host with Nick and Scott. Uh, Maybe of, I'll guest on someday. Yeah, of Back to the Future Minute, which is on hiatus, uh, deservingly so. And um, me, Nick, and Scott all write, direct, produce, etc. Um, sweat, blood, and tears for Geek by Night, um, which we just found out. Um, I mean, we're recording this, you know, a month from now, but like... As of recording, we just found out that we got nominated for seven Audioverse Awards, which is really exciting. Um, so, yeah, and we also have some merch on the site, so go ahead and check us out at DuelingGenre.com. And special thanks once again to Patreon associate producer Leap, Leaper182. And we will be back with you guys tomorrow yes. talking about Minute 7. Yeah! Have a good Monday. Have a great Monday. Monday.